And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise for all he has done and all he is going to do again today in our lives. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being my wonderful family. Did you notice I said family? Because we become a family. Well, today I want to talk about something really important. Number one, how to walk in freedom and how to set the captives free. Setting the captives free is a ministry that God has given all of us. Not only to walk in freedom, but to bring freedom to others. I'm sure you know someone, maybe a loved one, maybe a friend who is in bondage. And you can help them with what the Bible has to say about finding freedom. Like how do we find liberty in our life from the demonic, from the world, from the things that come at us every single day at times. So Father, we come in Jesus' wonderful name. And Lord, I pray that you will speak to your people today and minister your word with power, with power. In Jesus' mighty name and God's people said, Amen and Amen. Now, let's go to Luke 4 and verse 18 first, which here, you, you know, we see a beautiful promise from the Lord. Well, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That was the Lord Jesus speaking in the synagogue. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Watch here. Number one, not only does he say, bring deliverance to the captives, but to set at liberty them that are bruised. So this is spiritual, this is emotional, this is physical. God wants us free from all bondages, spiritual bondage, emotional bondage, physical bondage, mental bondage, all of it. And then he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse, and verse 1. It says to us that in the last days we're going to see a lot of bondage, a lot of demonic activity. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. In the latter times, we're in them now, some shall depart from the faith. We're seeing it in America especially and the Western world. Giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having the conscience seared, like blocked, with a hot iron. Well, we're seeing today a lot of demonic activity, a lot of bondage out there. And when people uh, surrender to the world, that's when, that's when bondage really sets in. You know, bondage doesn't come in unless someone opens the door to it. Demons, you know, can't come in if the door is, 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 is closed. They only come in when the door is open. In Matthew 12, it talks about how demons go looking for vacancy. They're looking for an open door. And so Paul also writes, give no place to the devil. Don't open the door. So in Romans 6.16, it says, know ye not 
that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey. So whoever you yield yourself to will rule your life. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So when people, you know, watch things on TV that are worldly, sinful, wicked, well, they can't expect to stay free after that. When someone reads magazines or books that are demonic in nature or worldly in nature or sexual in, in nature, well, that's dangerous. That will bring the demonic in bondage very quickly. I've made a covenant with mine eyes. Job said, I will not look upon a maid. I'm going to look. I will not look at anything filthy, anything sexual, anything worldly. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. Then I can be free. So the Bible warns us that if we open our life to the world, the world will control us. If we open our life to sin, Sin will control us. If we open our life to the Lord, righteousness will control us. It's so simple. And then Peter said in Second Peter, but I'm going to give you a list of things to kind of look out for in just a few minutes here, because that will, will help you, I'm sure. But look with me at Second Peter chapter, chapter 2. And let's look together at verse 19. Now you may know somebody in your family or a friend who really needs deliverance, who really needs freedom from something. Help them understand what the Bible says. It says in, in 2 Peter 2.19, while they promise them liberty, a lot of preachers, and well, I shouldn't be a lot, but some preachers, promise people liberty, but they themselves are, 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 are bound. And it says, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. Well, how do you know when a, a minister of the gospel has bondage? Because it'll come out of his mouth and in his life. Quite simple. So, you know, if you listen to them long enough, something you know, along the way will be, will be said, that is worldly, that is not clean. So, it's because it says, quite simple, by the fruits you'll know them. And first, that is revealed by the things they say, and then the things they allow in their life. That never really stay hid, because God always reveals it, you know. Unless they repent, well, then it's different. God will keep it hidden if they repent because love covers a multitude of sins. God's love will cover it if they go to the Lord with a broken heart like David did, you know. And so, Lord, I'm sorry. So, thank God for that. But the Bible says very, very, very clearly that of whom a man is overcome, verse 19, 2 Peter 2, for of whom a man is overcome, the same is he brought in bondage. Now, let me say something to you, very important. Demons will overcome someone 
eventually. It doesn't happen like overnight, by the way. Because God protects his children, but only for so long. And he will, he will, he will work with them. He will convict them. If they respond to the Lord, then everything is fine. But if they rebel, Proverbs 29 says they'll be cut off without remedy. Let me show it to you. Very important verse that people sometimes, you know, don't, do not want to talk about because they, they see God sometimes, I think, in the, in the wrong light, you know. They seem as too sweet and, and so on. Well, God is loving, of course, but He is God. He's holy. God's love is as perfect as His wrath. And His wrath is as perfect as His love. I'm going to say it again. God's love is as perfect as His wrath. And His wrath is as perfect as His, as His love. We are told to fear the Lord, to revere Him. If we don't fear Him, then we will just go on sinning. It says, fear the Lord, all you His saints. There's no one to them who fear Him, who revere Him, who stand in awe of Him, and who will not sin because they fear the Lord. But the Bible says this, he that being often reproved. So God will, will come and will deal with that person gently and lovingly to bring them into repentance. He that being often reproved, if he hardens his neck, if he hardens his neck, hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. Wow, that's, that's a, that should wake you know, people up right here about the danger of continuing in sin, continuing looking at the world, continuing enjoying the pleasures of life. So, what what causes bondage? Well, of course, you know, walking away from the Lord, that's very dangerous, but there are things that begin to manifest in people's lives. When they walk away from, from the Lord, here is what manifests. Number one, they begin to love the world. That's the first sign when someone begins to weaken in his love and uh, commitment to the Lord. You start to see how they start doing worldly things and enjoying worldly programs on TV and reading worldly books. It says, love not the world. First John 2, 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So that's the first thing you see in people's uh, lives that begins to manifest when they're no longer walking with God as they should. Romans 8 is the second thing you will, you will see in their life. It says, to be carnally minded is death. So they become carnal in their mind. And you'll notice it by the things they say, the things they do, the things they allow, the friends they bring around them. To be carnally minded is death. The, the third thing you will, you will notice in their life is what happened to Saul. In 1 Samuel 15, what do we see in his life? We see rebellion. Rebellion is the third thing you'll see when someone is walking away. And that's, you know, getting really into danger zone. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, it says. 
stubbornness is as iniquity and, and idolatry. So when people begin to display rebellion, they begin to question the word of God. They begin to question, did God really you know, say that? Did God really mean that? Because Samuel said, you've rejected the word of the Lord. You've rejected the word of the Lord. So he says, you are stubborn. Rebellion is in your life because now, and as a result, you've rejected the word of the Lord. So when people question the Bible and question, did God really say that and say this? It's because of rebellion. Like people who are saying now, well, Jesus is, is not the only way to heaven. You hear that from so many people now, which is complete heresy and danger. Because Jesus is the only way to heaven. There is no other way to heaven. No other way to heaven. Except the Lord Jesus. Why? Because he rose from the, from the dead. Who, who else died and rose again? Okay? Nobody else except the Lord, the Son of God. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Okay? He's the only one who died and rose again. That's why he's the only way to heaven. That's what gives him the authority to be the Savior. So when people say, well, Jesus is one way to heaven, they have just rejected God's word because of what? Rebellion. Now, the other thing you will see in people who are walking away from from the Lord, from the scriptures, is something very, very easy to detect. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, it says, Shun profane and vain babblings. They start saying foolish things. Shun profane and vain babblings. <laughs> For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Wow. Did you hear that, Chad? When people start saying things, well, I'm saying it because we've, we've been talking about that, by the way, here now. When people start saying things that are foolish, things that they say, it's because they're going into ungodliness. It says, shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Something else that uh, you, you can easily also see in, in people's lives that, you know, says to you they are not walking with the Lord as they should. And that is laziness. It says, the way of the, of the uh, slothful man is as a hedge of thorns. Wow. Oh, I don't feel like going to church today. I'm too tired. That's called laziness. Oh, I don't feel like reading the Bible. I just don't feel like praying today. I'm just worn out. Because they've walked away from the Lord. Laziness. And then the next thing that happens, which opens the door real wide, real wide, is when they begin to look into cults. Into cults into things to do with the devil. You know, in Deuteronomy 18 and verse 10, do you, do you remember what happened to Saul when, as he began walking away from, from the Lord? It says he went seeking for a witch. Remember that? So people who walk away from God, you'll see first, they begin to love the world, they, be, they begin to have a carnal mind, they become rebellious or rejecting the word. They become lazy and so on. First, they become very critical of people and they say things they shouldn't say. 
and then they are lazy and the next thing you will you will you'll find out is they start looking into the demonic they start looking at at the at the dark side just like just like Saul did there shall not be found among you any that makes his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or uses divination or observers of of times or enchanter or which people that you know follow uh, the you know horoscope uh, the stars they, they I know someone well I knew them I should say who began doing that looking into the stars and what this means what is that weird stuff I'm telling you it's because they walked away from God and at one time they really knew the Lord and then they just walked away and then you will see something else that by that time it's really coming out you know of them real strong real strong and that's found in Proverbs 12 in Proverbs 12 and verse 13 filth comes out of their mouth they begin to say the most foul things out of their mouth suddenly so it says the wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips he is trapped by the transgression the filth that comes out of their lips and finally they can't forgive anybody unforgiveness Matthew 18 talks about how when people do not for, forgive that's like the last straw that's when God says I want to give them up to the tormentors and Matthew 18 talks about how Jesus said that if you don't forgive because that's the last sign of absolutely not not, not uh, obeying the Lord's word so it says uh, and so likewise shall my heavenly father this is Matthew 18 verse 35 uh, actually 34 and 35 it says his Lord was wroth delivered him to the tormentors so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespass so let's say someone has reached that place what do they do how can you help them here is the only way that I know out Number one, Isaiah 58. In Isaiah 58, the Bible talks about the kind of fasting that really brings people out of bondage. You know, sometimes you really have to take, take that very, very seriously with fasting and go to the Lord and just call on Him and, 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 and show Him you really mean it. So, it says here something powerful. Wow. Um, verse 6 of Isaiah 58. Is not this the fast I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness? To undo heavy burdens? To let the oppressed go free? That you will break every yoke. Every yoke. So fasting is very important when it comes to breaking bondage. Because God says, is not this the fast I have chosen that will loose the bands of wickedness, that be free from bondage, that will remove heavy burdens, that will let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke. And when you are in such a place, begin to do things immediately that will help the poor. Because God looks at that very kindly. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry? And that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house. When you see the naked, cover him. 
And then it says, verse 8, Then will your light break forth like the morning, and your health will spring forth speedily, and your righteousness will go forth before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your reward. Wow. Not only fasting, but showing love for the poor brings deliverance, believe it or not. Nobody probably mentions this when they talk about this. But I see in the book of Isaiah where God says you fast and while you fast, you take care of the poor. You help the needy. So don't tell anyone you're fasting like the Lord said. Fast unto God and then say, Lord, I'm going to prove to you that I want to change. So you start giving food to the hungry, clothing to the naked, doing things that God wants us to do. Doing it for the saints. You know, I know people say, well, you know, I'm going to help the poor. But who, which, which ones did Jesus talk about? Remember what he said in Matthew? He said in the last days, he will look and say, whatever you've done to my brethren, you've done it to me. So when people help the poor, and they help the wicked who are poor, or the worldly people who are poor. Well, that will bring them some blessings. Some blessings. But when you help the believers who are poor, that's really big news with God. The apostles made a decision, and they told Paul the apostle when he came to visit them. They said, make sure you take care of the poor. They did not mean the world. So when someone says, I'm helping the poor, they often mean the world world. Now I know I'm going to get some probably bad feedback on this, but I'm going to stick with the Bible. I'm going to stay with the Bible. Jesus said if you've done, if you have done it to the least of these my brethren, my brethren you've, you've done it to me. Well you know what? Paul the Apostle writes in Corinthians 1 Corinthians 13 if we give all our uh money to the poor and we have no love for the Lord it means nothing it means nothing because when he talks about love and charity it's for the Lord himself we are to love the Lord and he says if we give our money to the poor and everything to the poor and have not love meaning for the Lord it means nothing so when people give their money to good causes you know, like I said, he'll bring him some blessings. But God says, my brethren. Jesus said, my brethren. That's why I'm so strong on this. So begin to bless people in church who are members of the church, who are in need. And watch how God will set you free from bondage. And finally, fill your life with the word of God. Get the word of God in your life in, in, in such a way there will be no space for bondage. No space for bondage. When demons come looking for vacancy, they're looking for the word. They're not looking for the gifts. Okay? They're looking for the word. A lot of people who have the gifts have, have, you know, demons too. But when the word is in there, there'll be no devils in there. Blessed are they, Psalm 119, verse 1, 2 and 3. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Well, undefiled means no bondage, liberty who walk in the law of the Lord. 
Blessed are they that keep his testimony, that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity, meaning they're living free from sin. They walk in his ways. Well, I can assure you, his ways are freedom. His ways means people are living in liberty because Jesus has set them free. So I gave you the answer. Isaiah 58, fasting, taking care of the poor in the church. Get the word in you. Boy, that will do the job right away, I'm telling you, saints. I've seen it happen in many people's lives. Father, in Jesus' name, you said that we will walk in freedom and bring freedom to others, liberty to others. Now, Lord, use this teaching to bless your people. Use this teaching to speak to your people. And Lord, use this teaching to bring liberty to many through your people. In the name of Jesus, I give you the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Tomorrow, I'm going to teach on fulfilling your ministry. Because I believe God has given every one of you a ministry to do before the coming of the Lord. And you need to fulfill it. And how do you start? And what do you do? That's tomorrow. Now it's time to give to the Lord's work. You know, I've just given you spiritual riches. I've given you the word of God that changes people's lives. And Paul said, it is our duty to give our carnal things, meaning money, to those who feed us the word. In fact, he went on to say that ministers of the word and those who minister the word are you know, you're to give them double honor. Meaning you're to make sure their ministries are taken care of. Because we can't do this, that we come, like myself, coming every day, unless you pray for us and you support what we're doing financially. Otherwise, we can't do this. So I know you've been blessed. I've been with you now daily for the last over a year now, March of 2020. Now this is almost October. Still, of course, September, but almost October. And I am telling you, I'm going to continue doing this. I'm going to go on daily with you. And I'm asking God to give me partners that will stand with me. So we can expand. We can do a little more than what we are doing now. Do you know that people are translating my messages already in different languages? They take what I say. They translate it and rerun it to their people in other countries. So the message is reaching a lot of people right now. Every day when I'm on, someone translates it. We don't even know who those people are, but we see it online where they're translating what I'm teaching into other languages. So it's reaching a lot of people. And my prayer and and cry is that God will use me in these last days to strengthen you and strengthen the church of Jesus Christ. That's really what I want to do. So help me keep doing it, will you? There's a lot of precious people today under persecution in many countries who need the word of God every single day. So let's give to the Lord's work and God will bless you. God will reward you because he promised he would. You can give right now to Benihin Ministries. You can go right on the platform you're watching me on. You can sow your seed. Or you can text BHM. 45777 
or you can go to our website, benhin.org, or you can mail it in the mail. The address is right there for you on the screen. You can send your letter with your donation to Benihin Ministries there in Dallas, and God will reward you still. But the quickest way, really, in my opinion, do it online. Do it online or on your phone because it comes in right away, right away. All right. Thanks a million. I'll see you tomorrow. And remember, tell your friends about these teachings and help me grow the channel. Help me grow YouTube and all the others. We're actually getting a lot of people on YouTube right now. So help me do that. Many, many of you are watching me on many different platforms. And thank you, but help me grow all of them, will you? By spreading the word and tell people out there about these dailies. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.